Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the Glory Hunters podcast. It's a Midlands derby, Derby County v Aston Villa with Perry Groves, Ash Gould, Mark Dolan and Mark Smith. Excited, gents? A lot of nervous energy. Yes, why you're yawning, is it, Mark? A little bit, yeah. Still it's, just, it's a big game for us, you know, Villa, big club. Derby are a bigger club. Big club, fun. apparently, Ash. Well, that's right, yeah. And Derby, obviously, a small club. But yeah. it's West Midlands, East Midlands, you know, so... And they always think they pull it out of the hat, don't they, with Nottingham Forest and Leicester. Never anything much for Derby, but, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see, we will see what happens, Perry. The delusions of grandeur, really, isn't it? Derby are a bigger club. You've got already Derby are a bigger club than Aston Villa. You ever I don't, play, I don't you ever play so. at the baseball ground, Perry? Yes, I did, uh, when Arthur Cox was manager. And I saw, I, I'm one of the few players who saw a blade of grass on the baseball ground. <laughs> oh, wow. So that's pretty cool. Mark Dolan, do you ever play at the baseball ground? Well, I, I, no, but I'm a very big fan of Derby County. A glorious history uh, in Europe and uh, also in, in the league in England. But also, I like a club that has an animal representing it. Mm-hmm. And mm. there's nothing more symbolic in terms of competitive endeavour than a ram. We are going to ram raid this show today. Okay. If we were the Wolves, <laughs> okay. we would go after it like okay. a pack of hunters. And as a Spurs fan in the rest of my life... A massive cock. Thank you very much. There we are. So <laughs> here we go. Here's the Glory Hunters podcast. Hello, I'm Charlie Baker and welcome to Glory Hunters, the show that stokes the fiery furnace of football fandom. Our guests are given the opportunity to represent the team they've always supported in our very own theatre of dreams. But who will get stage fright and who will do the encore? It's up for grabs now on Glory Hunters. This week is an all Midlands affair as Derby County take on Aston Villa. Representing Derby is Mark Smith, who's alongside team captain Mark Dolan. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Very good. And on the team sheet for Villa is broadcaster Asher Gold, who's with team captain Perry Groves. Hello, gents. How are we doing? All right. Good. Everybody okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Perry, nice to have you here. You're representing Aston Villa today, Perry. Yeah, man. It's an honour. Did you ever play at v- Villa Park? I loved Villa Park because it was one of the biggest pitches in the, the old yeah. football league yeah, in the sure. first division where you know football didn't exist it before 1992. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
and I had the privilege of being man to man marked by Martin Cowan. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. And he actually um, came into our dressing room after the game. And I said to him, Martin, because he'd gone from the Gooners to Villa, right. I said, uh. You don't play for us anymore. And uh, all the other lads just ran into the shower. And they, because I didn't realise Martin could be a little bit hot headed yeah. and just left me one on one. I just had, <laughs> I just had the thousand yard stare, me and Martin Cohen, you know, just, just staring at each other like that. Oh. You alright? <laughs> Ash, do you remember Perry? At, I do, at, yeah. I mean, you scored a few against Villa, didn't you? Yeah. Um, I got a header. And then I got uh, New Year's Eve, we won 3 0. David Rowcastle, if you look at it on yeah. YouTube, where he scored an unbelievable goal for about 30 yeah. yards. We were quite good in those days, weren't we? we were You're a good side. A, yeah, a team to good. be reckoned with. And obviously better than the 80s as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Man. There we are. And going to Derby County, Mark, the Rooney Revolution has taken over Derby County this, this year. It hasn't taken over anything, it Charlie. Hasn't He's it? a it's big been name. All we're about a big Rooney. club. We're a big club. <laughs> he belongs at a club like us. But you know what? It's Derby County, it's, it's never boring. We're always in the news for some reason, and that is the mark of a proper team, isn't it? it? A proper a team, club. isn't it? Always, always something happening. Always something always happening, good, exactly. Yeah. And Mark, you're the captain today, Great the true honor. leader of men. I Tell us of your other captaincies you've been captain of in the past. Well, I was obviously leader of the Balls of Steel Army on Channel 4, and I know that was 12 years ago, oh. but it hasn't stopped me dining out on Still it. And they're probably out. repeating that now. Correct. Yeah. And um, I'm on, you know, I didn't take a fee, a bit like Star Wars. I just took, <laughs> took points and the merchandise from Balls of Steel, which is why I'm purely doing this for pleasure. Just just for fun here today. Were you ever captain of a sports team? No, I mean, look, uh, that was a defensive answer, Charlie. Oh, I'm not I apologise. Because I... the bottom line was I, I cannot be, I'm not even any kind of leader figure in my own house. <laughs> I have sired two offspring who uh, view me with at best contempt and obviously the wife barely looks at me. Exactly. So uh, no, I just don't have, I think I am definitely a team pair. I'm, I'm, I'm collaborative. Yeah. Uh, leader, not so much. Okay, well that's going to be an interesting <laughs> episode, isn't it Mark? <laughs> Good to know my captain feels that way. <laughs> anyway, the scene is set for Derby v Villa. To seal kickoff, we start with a Ray Parler montage spelling out the dangers of windy footballers. With Jose, um, his, his machine uh, Doing well at the moment, and uh, he knows exactly uh, the fighting position for places. I heard you earlier on the radio saying that we're not really good, don't really need him now, but you are fighting on a lot of fronts. It's a massive boost, isn't it, that he stayed at the club. He's going to fight all the way. Yeah, that's where you won the game, probably. Um, but yeah, you, you had to go into the game with that sort of rivalry. And you, you can go back to the, the late 80s when, you know, there's a big fight on the pitch at Old Trafford. It was one of those situations thinking, that's it, a leader, telling him players what to do. Oh, look, he went a little bit over the top on the pitch. You don't want your players to have a fight on the pitch. You let him go in the summer because you, then you know you can replace him. Um, you don't let him go in during the January window out when they're, they're fighting the Champions League. Ray Parliament, I think he says fart instead of fight. I think that's what we've... Um, yeah. But I you know something, Ray's got a point. He always has something valuable to say about the game of football. And uh, you know you're not allowed to like, touch players anymore, can you? You get the yellow card for shirt pulling. So yeah. I think the only way to keep defenders at bay is a little flatulence. Yeah, why would not? Be funny yeah. if there was, it, was, it was like really windy, they'd fall over. Good point, by the way. There'll be a bit of simulation. Right, anyway, here we go. Here's the question. In a career that spanned from 1990 to 2012, can you tell me how many career goals Dean Windass scored? <laughs> a lovely question. How many career goals did Dean Windass score? It's sealed bids, so while both teams confer, here's a short musical interlude. A 
OK, I've got the answers here on the sealed bids handed to me on pieces of paper. Perry has asked for points for working out, which I don't know. I think that goes against everything that Glory Hunters as stands for completely. Right, but here we go. We'll uh, Villa, Ash and Perry, you've said 207 goals. Yeah. And Mark and Mark have said 210 goals. Oh, Very similar thinking. Minds. Very great similar minds. thinking. The answer is 198 nah. goals. Yeah, there we are. So, Aston Villa, you will kick off next as both teams try and convince me that they are the biggest here today as we do this. My club's bigger than your club. My club's bigger than your club. We want each of our guests to tell us why they are the biggest club here today. They're free to employ any reasoning they wish. This isn't about medals on the table. It's an exercise in winning hearts and minds. Aston Villa, that means you, Ash, you're going to go first and your 30 seconds start now. Right, OK, well, our animal is a lion that represents us and yours is a sheep, so, I mean, that wins there, isn't it? Villa Park, they have a ground actually named after the club and you had the baseball ground, didn't you? It's not even named after the right sport. Um, and and that, it's not even a British sport. Um, our police in Birmingham, they have more authority and uh, they ride Shetland horses, the, uh, the mounted police, because oh, I went there once. And uh, yeah, Rooney, yeah, he's the biggest thing there now, isn't he, at the moment? And uh, sort of, he's, he's been played in America, so that says everything, really. OK, Mark, can you tell us why Derby County are the biggest club here today? Well, well first of all, the mascot is famously a ram, not a sheep. Um, here are some names associated with Derby County over the years that show how big a club we are. Brian Clough, Dave Mackay, Archie Gemmell, Steve Bloomer, Kevin Hector, Igor Stimak, Roy McFarlane, Paolo Wanshop. The list could go on and on. Wayne Rooney, of course. Huge, huge name. England's top ever scorer. United's top ever scorer. Came to Derby County because he realises we can match his ambition. We're a huge club still. We've got a lovely ground. Yeah, OK, not as nice as the old baseball ground, but it still counts. Crucially, and this is really important, we have got a record number of points in the Premier League. Yes, it was the lowest number, <laughs> but it still counts as something to write home it's about. It's a record it. in the record It's books. a record in the record book. It's like, uh, basically, genius knows no mediocrity. Yes. Right? The worst performance uh, in the, the history of the league, but also the best, right, is similar to the career of Robert Downey Jr., who has both been obviously Iron Man, but mm. also in jail, actual <laughs> yeah, jail yeah. in America. And that, to me, is Derby County. There we are. Both terrible arguments either way. Um, <laughs> really, really bad. I mean, he's really having to go at Americans, getting the name of the animal wrong. Yeah, but all his famous players were, were fi more famous for other clubs. I like. was gonna, that is one of the things I was going to say, is I do yeah. not associate well, many of those. Steve Bloom, Brian Clough. Steve Steve Bloom. Brian Clough said Derby was the football city out of the two, out between Nottingham and Derby. He was patronising. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he's, he's been a good lad. You turned that into the plate competition, wasn't it? The, it was it was the the best of the worst. Best That's of the worst. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very much. Who's getting the plate? Uh, no, now no, a ram. A ram is quite a tough animal. I will say that a ram. So is a sheep. When it get an angry. Yeah, but a an ram sheep. is a real yeah, tough yeah, cookie. No, yeah. So I'm not taking that. Shetland horses. They're Shetland ponies. They're not Shetland Sorry, horses. So just your basic animal. But a ram wouldn't do good against the lion. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter how we sick uh, the lion. Uh, give, it go. give it a good go. Give it a good go. You know exactly Chris Peckham. I to be honest. I mean, no, you're right. It's basically a wildebeest, if isn't it? If it was a, a uh, who, what can we create the best jumper out of, then the ram would win. I suppose. So if it was a fight, then you would put it like that, yeah. Exactly. No, that's I'm what I was that. going at anyway. That's yeah, my yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to say Aston Villa 2, Derby County 1. He's a bit like a puppeteer, playing us all like a fiddle. 
You're listening to Glory Hunters, the podcast from Talk Sport. Time now to incur the wrath of the sporting gods as we enter the round known as Sporting Heretics. Yes, it's Sporting Heretics. I'm going to invite each member of the panel to put convention to one side and share an idea they think will change sport for the better. Previous suggestions have included renaming football, a transfer window for fans and reducing the number of Olympic events. This idea may well horrify the purists and terrify the traditionalists, but as they say in the corporate world, nothing is off the table. So let's approach this with an open kimono and see if we can get one or two of those things actioned. Here we go. Perry, we're going to start with you. And you've got a way to speed up golf. Yeah, two different ways. If we start from the base that golf is the biggest cheat in sport ever invented. <laughs> Every golfer cheats, whether you pretend you found your ball, whether you have a little movement, you think I'll have a little bit of lie. So I think to try and limit the cheating, then you can have a mulligans, you can have a free shot. So if you duff, you tee off. Okay. Then you go, all right, no, no, it doesn't count. And you can have one free shot per round. Because okay. normally, even the club golfers, their tee-offs are not bad, but it's the second shot where you panic, where you think, oh no, I'm, it's not just set up nicely for me. So if you have another duff one, then you can have a, a free shot. So that will speed you up a bit. But the biggest thing is, if golf was invented again, it would be 14 holes and not 18 holes. Because mm. modern day, the society's got quicker and quicker and quicker. And club golfers, when they get to the 14th, if you're playing not bad, you're thinking, these five holes could absolutely, <laughs> no, you do think these five holes could ruin my round, right? So then the nerves set in, and you, you have like a six, seven, eight, and you think, oh, I hate golf. And if you're playing badly, you get to the 14th, you think, I can't be bothered to have another five holes. Can I get into the clubhouse now? So clubhouse takings go through the roof. People mm. are a lot happier. Well, wouldn't get it just happen four holes earlier? You know yeah. what I mean? wouldn't, it start, wouldn't it just happen at the 10th hole? What's that? Yeah. If people were having a good yeah. round, they just get to the 10th hole and you go, hit the wall. oh, I'm gonna, this is going to really ruin my round. No, not the 10th hole, because <laughs> you, your, um, your moral compass makes you have to go round oh, for, yeah. the, for the, uh, yeah. the second nine. But So you get to the 14th, you think, no, nah, I'm done now. I'm finished. So it's like the equivalent over. of cricket's 2020. Okay. Just, okay, just yeah. completely knock it on the head. 14 holes. How about a free shot per hole? I don't know about how good you are at golf, Perry, but I'm, whenever I play, normally one or two bad shots are per hole. Perhaps just wipe those off as well. Yeah, no, yeah. I'd go for the free shot if you was a shot. That's what I what said. One, one each hole. <laughs> what about they tell you it's 18 holes, but then after the 40th, they go, actually, we were lying, that's it, and you feel great. Oh, yeah, you'd feel that. Yeah, but then, then you can come. tell one person that, and then they'll tell all their mates. That's true, so get that's out, wouldn't it? Get out before, it. and then yeah. WhatsApp and everything. Yeah, so what, what, if they, what if they say to you, not being funny, we've changed golf to 14 holes, but don't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it won't work, <laughs> I don't, Yeah, I think that spoiled the surprise. Actually, there is something about the spare shot, because I think it's like a second serve in tennis, really, isn't it, effectively? What it means is that when you tee off, you can really give it some Tiger Woods action for the first one. It's true, yeah. And if you, you know, fluff like it. Second serve, yeah, so you're right, yeah. You well, you see... I think that's a good call. A second serve in golf, a second drive. But he knows it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have a few happy Gilmores, wouldn't you? Take a little run-up. <laughs> it's, when you're it's, uh, don't worry, Marky, it's a clever double bluff. Yeah. Perry, I'm going to give you three <laughs> goals for God that. God bless you, Governor. Uh, Mark Dolan, we're going to come to you next. And I've got written here, suburban football. <clears throat> yeah, um, I'm a child of the 70s which is amazing because I'm still 28. Some of the best football I've seen in my life, and I adore our game, it's the greatest game on God's earth, but, but I would say the best performance of it has happened on the streets of England. I say England because this relates to the English Premier League. What you've seen I grew up with, with kids playing with a tennis ball or perhaps a deflated regular football, 
You need ball control when dealing with potholes, wobbly paving stones, and a guy called Barry reversing his Austin Allegro at speed. <laughs> right? You need literally eyes in the back of your head. The Premier League next season could happen on the suburban streets of England. Rather than going to White Hart Lane or the Emirates, the North London derby could happen in a Cricklewood cul-de-sac. Okay, the Manchester derby could be played on a ring road off the M60. I would watch that. Okay, now rules are easy. Um, ball goes out of play when it rolls under a Fiat Cinquecento, for example, which has a very low wheelbase, so quite hard it to does, retrieve. Yeah, it does. If you break a neighbour's window, that's obviously a penalty. Got to have some respect. Um, and I just think in the end, it'd be a wonderful spectacle. I mean, just think of the camera work. You know, I don't need VAR. You just need someone's mum leaning out the window going, that's definitely offside. Very nice idea. So I just think, let's see football where it belongs on the streets of England. Would you have a multi-ball system, though? Because oh, there was old Elsie. Yes. Well, I'm so glad you mentioned that, Perry. She used Listen. to say to us, that ball comes in our back garden again, I'm putting a knife through it. Well, you are yeah. so right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. One turn deserves another. And Perry, you know, we've been very collaborative throughout the yeah. show today, right? So this was an excellent... Uh, this is a way forward for Spurs and Arsenal fans to go. Um, but the advantage, of course, of the multi-ball system is that each time it will be a different ball, a different yeah. brand, and probably different genres. Different going, weight. Well, 100%. A 99p flyaway. Then you, you might um, go might from a, a, might a Delta Wembley right. Trophy. trophy. Wembley trophy. Tango. Wembley, the orange you one, see yeah. the tear come down your face and the Wembley Trophy. <laughs> yeah. The orange one. Yeah, the oh, orange you're, you're, a little bit more weight to it. Yeah, yeah, the really black lines yeah. are going It used to really hurt if they hit you on the thigh. Yeah, you yeah, go yeah, from like a kind of sports direct 599 basketball to uh, possibly a, 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 a short episode with a cricket ball. Uh, just for the nostalgia of it, Mark. And also some very, very good rules there. I'm going to give you three goals, Mark. Dolan, Ash... You're going to revamp horse racing for us. Yeah, well, I mean, you know the national when you see that the jockeys fall off. and Well, I think, you know, it should count the horses that are still running because, you know, they, they don't know if they're doing wrong, do they? No. Uh, you know, they're still full of heart and desire and they want to win. And I think they should be, at the end, they should be a handicap. You know, like when they weigh the jockeys. The jockeys should race each other on the track straight after the ones that have fallen off. And then there'll be some sort of calculation to work out what time it would be with the horse without the jockey. Yeah, lovely. lovely. And, And so therefore, you could actually work out who's actually won. I just like the idea that the horse will win. The horse yeah, can win then. Then we might fun. not. We don't actually need the jockeys then. If they're herding animals, they'll all check follow exactly. each other around I mean, anyway. They're not greyhound uh, racing, do they? You just got to follow a big carrot or something. Yeah, what could they? They, yeah, big carrot. What could they put on the back of a hair. car? Yeah, no, no. If it's it was, the, the giant carrot around on their own. Yeah, giant. That's what they eat, isn't it? Or bale of hay, sugar cube, a sugar cube, or another horse. Yeah, because they just love chasing other horses, don't they? Love horses, don't they? Yeah, it's a lovely idea, isn't it? Yes, it's fine, Mark. Do you like horse racing, Mark? I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I don't dislike the idea. Yeah. But unlike Mark, I'm going to play the game properly and say it's terrible. Very negative there. Because I want to get no Very negative from Mark. That means Ash. I'm going to go with it, and I'm going to. I like it very much. Thanks, it's a great man. idea. Three goals to you, <laughs> Mark right. Smith. Here we go. Just you last now. Here we go. Everyone's got three goals, so <laughs> yeah, quite yeah. a lot to live up to here. I've got here. It says fans legally on the pitch. Finally, yes. Uh, so this, Charlie, is to do with uh, when a player is sent off. Normally they leave the pitch and no one replaces them and that team is down to ten men. I propose that instead of that, we mix it up a bit. When a player goes off, the opposing team captain gets to pick someone from the crowd to replace that player. It will lead to all sorts of fun events. There'll be criteria, by the way. You can't pick sort of under tens. There'll be certain criteria which means it's not completely humiliating for a minor. It's a shame. Well, yeah. Imagine the scene where 
you've had a particularly horrible fan really having a go in the corner at the corner taker. Oh, yeah. Someone gets sent off, they get that guy on the pitch and we yeah. see him. 11 professionals, him or her. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> we see that person get taken apart, just taken down. Yeah. Horrible so challenges. But, you might, but by the way, you might also have glorious mm. moments where a guy who comes, off the, comes out the stands yeah. scores the last minute winner. For begins the, a whole new career. Begins a whole new career. The thing is, yeah. well, though, you can give agents more power. Agents, agents would be buying plat. They'd be buying, buying fans. fans, wouldn't they? That's they'd right. They'd be right, right, active for fans, wouldn't they? But Very we need, we need Perry, more yeah. stimulus for the economy. It's not a bad thing. It would certainly get rid of the unwelcome spectre of supporters yelling instructions at players about how to play football. Because yeah, you're not going to people in glass houses. You, well, I'm not going to say yes. pass it to him, mate. If I'm on in five minutes. Uh, and That's also, true. also they have their normal clothes on. They're not dressed like footballers. They might have the top kit on, though. So that I know they might do, but yeah. they'll be quite big, I reckon. This, yeah. is I'm captain, I'm picking. this is obviously giving you a bit of credit, but I just got this image of all these like football fans getting their dubbing out with their boots as they're going to games. And, <laughs> yes. like, and they say, what are you doing? You go, you never know. Yeah. I could get on for the last 15 <laughs> years. You know, John Burridge? John Burridge, yeah, used to take, Villa, yeah. He used to take to every England game at Wembley, <laughs> He used to take a spare pair of boots, gloves in his kit bag, in his head, just, just in case that the England goalkeeper got injured. And he thought, I might get a call. I might, I might be in here. He used to take they could just call you. Surely yeah. they couldn't just call Jimmy you Hill up. Jimmy Hill got yeah, no, called, didn't no, no, they? Is there a doctor in the house? Is there a goalkeeper in the house? Any goalkeepers As it happens, I've only got my gloves. <laughs> Happy days. Do you remember Jimmy Hill, though? He got called out of the crowd yeah, to be yeah. a linesman. Hybrid. And he had his flag with him as well. Yeah, like John Burridge, always had it with him. Also, like what it, it does mean is that, you know, uh, Perry, I bet this happens to you all the time where, let's say, Arsenal go through a tricky period. Do, do the fans say, have you still got your boots? You no. can uh, come and help us no, out. No, it's never they that, it's never that, that tricky to the list. Perry's never been asked. Can we use your long throw? Yeah, it's not a problem. But it does mean that if ex-players, of course, who do frequent the games, you know, if they are there, they'd be eligible. They won't get picked, though, because the opposing captain chooses the players. They won't pick someone who's an ex-pro. They'll pick someone who looks like they won't be good at football. All the other ideas were great and then it came back to your <laughs> idea look at the conversation came back to your idea it and it was like oh it's, it's worse than we thought <laughs> just, it was good until we came back to the unprecedented four goals four <laughs> points for this i reckon it's a one goal one goal there <laughs> for mark very unfair it's very unfair <laughs> so at the end of that round the scores are aston villa 11 derby county six the thing about drogba is that he scores when he doesn't even play I'm Jim. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. 
LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. White. My middle name is Yazid. You're listening to Glory Hunters, the podcast from Talk Sport. Time now for Back in the Day, where we travel back to a landmark moment in both teams' history. The two marks, we're going back to 1993 and this. And a good ball to find Kitson. And back it goes towards Gabbiadini! Team. Marco Gabbiadini scores his 16th goal of the season and his Italian dad, watching in the stands here, will be delighted that his son has made his mark in this Anglo-Italian final. Unfortunately, Marco Gabbiadini's equaliser against Cremonese in the Anglo-Italian Cup final wasn't enough to secure victory. The Rams lost the match at Wembley 3-1. But what else do you remember of that year, 1993. Here we go, Mark and Mark. First question. Marco Gabbiadini's talents weren't only limited to football. Can you tell me what non-football award he won in 1999? Was it A, his pub garden in Sunderland was awarded first prize in a Britain in Bloom competition? Was it B, his Rhodesian Ridgeback won best in show at Crafts? Or C, his hotel in York won Guest House of the Year from the local tourism board? Which of those do you think it is? Well, I met him once in a shoe shop in Derby. That doesn't really help us with this question. There's a very special era of football in which players earn sensible money and therefore needed other business options for when they retired. Used to be insurance or, or pubs. Didn't Definitely it? insurance. Sports it's shops. amazing yeah. to think that Sir Alex Ferguson used to own a pub, and that's what he did after his playing career. Um, so I'm going to suggest maybe the hotel thing doesn't sound outlandish. What was the first? The first one was Sunderland Pub Garden. So pub, first prize in Britain in Bloom competition. So Sunderland I think it's pub either. Garden. But does the that mean that garden. he was the proprietor of the pub? His pub garden yeah, in Sunderland. Pub yeah. Yeah. Mm, so it's a hotel or a pub. It's got to be pub, hasn't it? I think it's one or three. I think it's either the pub garden of Sunderland or the York Hotel. It's got to be a pub, hasn't it? And I'm thinking a hotel is a bit high maintenance for a football man. Should we go A? Yeah. Pub garden. Gone for pub garden. 
The answer is C. His hotel in York won Guest House of the Year from the local tourism board. There we are, underestimating professional footballers. I wouldn't do that. Here we go. Question two. <laughs> that season saw Man United crowned champions of the newly formed Premier League. But which player did United sign in a record-breaking deal that year? Was it A? Well, it's just teed up for Cantona. Eric Cantona, or was it B? Onside, Roy Keane! And the first goal for Manchester United for Roy Keane! Roy Keane, or perhaps... Kanchelskis, will he finish? Yes! Andre Kanchelskis. Mm. What a player he Well, was. Cantona was a million pounds from Leeds. Yes, that's right. Roy Keane was a British transfer record at the time. Three and a half, or 3.75. And Kanchelskis, I don't think, was anywhere near that money. Now, the only thing is, if it was the right year because they might be throwing us a curveball here, which, which Ash will hate because it's a baseball phrase. Which <laughs> player did United sign in a record-breaking deal in 1993? Cantona, Keane or Kanchelskis? I think from Forest. Feels so what like do you think, Keane to me. Yeah? I'm feeling Keane, yeah. Going to go for Keane? I think Cantona came a bit later, didn't no, he? No, Cantona came that Yeah, He came because he was there when Leeds won the Charity Shield at the start of that season, then he went to United, I think. I'll let you call this. Go for Keane, yeah? Going for Roy Keane, let's find out. Onside Roy Keane and the first goal for Manchester United for Roy Keane. Question three. 1993 was also the year that one almighty power ballad dominated the charts. I would do anything for love, but I won't. But can you tell me how many weeks it was at number one? Five, six or seven? It was a long time. I'm inclined to say the maximum of seven. It's an absolute tune, isn't it? Meatloaf, I would do anything for love. I swear around that time there was loads of number ones that were there forever. There was this, there was the Brian Adams... Robin Hood one. Yeah. Gen- wet, wet, wet. Similar sort of times. All power ballads. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Going back, Jennifer Rush, she hung around the charts for a while. What was that she? song? Um, power the, of Love. Power of Love, thank you. Well done. Well done. There were Perry. three Power of Loves, wasn't there, at that yeah. time? There was the Frankie. Frankie, Frankie, Frankie and Huey Lewis, oh, Lewis in the News. Huey Lewis in the News. Yeah. Jennifer yeah. Rush. Jennifer there was, um, yeah. I think, one of That's the. That's the Power of Love. For decades, <laughs> the greatest hit for a long time was Mullock and Tyre by Paul McCartney, which for me almost undoes the entire good work of the Beatles in one song. <laughs> the whole catalogue. But anyway, on this and one... And then the frog chorus did undo it. And that was, that was yeah, the straw, yeah, my yeah, friends. Yeah. Seven's too obvious. Let's go six. The answer is seven. Perry and Ash, we're going back to 1996 and this. Oh, look at uh, Milosevic in a bit of space here. Pemberton trying to hold him up. If he gets it onto that left foot, it could be trouble. And it's Dwight York! Dwight York's goal saw Villa beat Leeds 3-0 in the League Cup final at Wembley, the fifth time they'd won the trophy. But what else do you remember of that year, 1996? Question one. Dwight York finished the season on 17 league goals for Villa, but can you tell me who was that season's top goal scorer? Was it A? Shearer hits it! Oh, what a goal! Alan Shearer with Blackburn, or was it B? Fowler. He's in here. Can Liverpool take the lead? Yes! What a moment for Robbie Fowler. That's Robbie Fowler with Liverpool, or perhaps... Ferdinand has the shot. Ferdinand scores! Les Ferdinand! 
Les Ferdinand with Newcastle. See, normally, mm. you shear as you go to, man, aren't you? Yeah. Because but, he's like the record But Ferdinand scorer. was sort of the only one scoring, wasn't he, at the time for them at Newcastle? And he was and then, at his pomp as well then, Sir Les. Yeah, yeah. And who was the other one? Fowler, Robbie Fowler. Fowler. Alan Shearer, yeah, Robbie Fowler or Les Ferdinand? Yeah, I've just got an England. Was that Fowler before Robbie he Fowler was Liverpool? Strip the nose strip, yeah, because he got a lot more, didn't he, after the nose strip. Yeah. Mm. No one uses them anymore. I think it's going to be Ferdinand, because I think it's the least obvious out of those three choices. Oh. And I just got a feeling he did was a top scorer one year. Ash, I'm going with you. You you seem very, very think, convinced yeah. that it's that. Who are you going for? And Ferdinand, is, definitely. This is this is Les Ferdinand. Yeah. Let's find out. Shearer hits it. Oh, what a goal! That's why Shearer is your go-to man. Yeah, the gone, obvious answer. Gone to Every goal-scoring record, it's Shearer. Yeah, yeah. should have gone for that. We are. I think there's so much focus on Shearer's goal-scoring record, his physical power as a player, and but also his, his just genuine talent at putting the ball in the back of the net. What's little focused on is how gracefully he has lost his hair and still looked great. Mm. Um, and for me, he is the British Bruce Willis. With dignity. <laughs> yeah, because you know Bruce Willis is the shorthand for it. If you're going to go ball, don't worry, you, 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 you could be Bruce Willis. Yeah. And I think Shearer is the British Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. He, he yeah. made his debut against us for, for Southampton, Southampton. Yeah. and no one knew who he was. So uh, when the team sheet comes through, George Graham's normally meticulous. He said, who's this lad? Oh, Mersh, you played with... Shearer in uh, England under 19s, where it was. So Merce went, to be fair, Gaffer, he went, he's not, but he said he gets in the channels, he's a strong run, he said, but I'm not going to be funny, he can't finish. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> right? So he scores a hat trick, 4 0, I think it was. So in the dressing room after the game, Merce is hiding in the toilet. So George Graham comes in, where's that? And Merce hadn't even been playing. He said, someone find him, right? So he's going, every, every, all the other lads thinking, Thank God for that, he's not having a go at us, right? And then after about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I went to the cars, like I heard, Grosey, Grosey, where's the gaffer? I went, is he finished polishing his shoes yet? Because he normally put his shoes yet. He's gone, he went, thank God for that. He went, I think my career's finished. <laughs> so he can't score a goal. And that's like, he, he went to Villa and his career was finished. Ah, he was brilliant. Um, no, he was great, we've got though, the yeah, answer no, wrong, no, but I'm no. going to give you the goal for the brilliant anecdote. <laughs> there we are. Alan Shearer finished the season on 31 goals, Robbie Fowler on 28 and Les Ferdinand on 25. Question two. Can you tell me how many Villa players were included in the PFA's team of the year at the end of the season? Was it one, two or none? PFA's yeah, team of the year at the end of the season, 1996. How many Villa players were in it? One, two or none? We can't be none, can it? I mean, unless it's a curve, unless it's a yeah, massive yeah, curve. Yeah, I mean, because there's a lot of good players, but... What do you think? <laughs> I'll give you the choice, because I, you know... What, since I'm captain? Yeah, since no, you're captain. In, yeah. um, I'm going in the middle. If you're not sure, one. someone who's obviously uh, been uh, on eggheads... Um, Who do you think it if was, If you're not that sure, you go in the middle. Who so, do you think it was, the one player? Yorkie. Yorkie, yeah. Dwight York, yeah. I'm going one. You go one, the answer is two. Oh. Alan Wright and Ugo Ekiog. Oh. Question three. It was a season that saw both Frank Lampard and Rio Ferdinand both make their debuts, but which of the following TV shows first appeared that year? Was it A... That's TFI Friday, or was it B? Ground Force, or was it C? Got yourself 
Sopranos. Which do you think it was? TFI, yeah. Ground Force, or The Sopranos? I think Sopranos is later, isn't it? A little bit later. I I'll mean, I, I went on TFI once years ago because he did a show at TalkSport, you know, uh, Danny Baker and the Ginger Productions. And, yeah. and that was 97, I remember. So I reckon 96 it might have been. I'm going with you. So Ground Force, just ruling that completely. Well, I don't know, because that is about the right year, but I'd, I'd go, because I definitely was 97, whether it had been going a year before. Yeah. And we'll keep the ginger flag flying, I think, Chris yeah, Evans. Yeah. yeah, we should do. Yeah. Give us the answer. I think I'm 100% sure on this. It's TFI Friday. 100%. <laughs> OK, let's find out. You're absolutely right. It was TFI Friday, which means at the end of that round, the scores are currently Aston Villa 12, Derby County 7. You need at least eight or nine men in a ten-man wall. Here on Glory Hunters, we like to venture into our guests' deepest thoughts, and that's why we do this. Our esteemed panel are about to face an inquisitive general public as we play... A question of sport time. Now, with the current government restrictions in place, we are asking for questions from the public remotely. So let's get the first question for our panel via the wonders of Skype. Hello, panel. With sport all but over for another year, Who's your tip for Sports Personality of the Year? So with Sport over for another year, who's your tip for Sports Personality of the Year? I would like to just nominate myself. I did get the tea bag straight into the bin the other day. Um, and there's, wow. not much, there's not much sport on at the moment, is there? Yeah, so from, it, from where, though? Well, from a metre away, oh, right. a good metre That's away. A so you give yourself a little fist pump as well yeah. and get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. around you want up for it. I thought I might have been up for it. Was it with a teaspoon you flipped it? Yeah, yeah, flipped it with a teaspoon. Was it pyramid or round? Uh, round, round. So Yorkshire harder. tea yeah. for hard yeah. water. We have hard water. Did have the little right. string bit on it as well? No, 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 no. no, no. no. It's more aerodynamic, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Anyway, just putting myself in, but we're going to come to uh, to Ash. Do you first, Gould? I'm going to give it to Jurgen Klopp because it's the only thing he's going to win this year. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Boom! But yeah, no, he should get it because, get because it. it is the only thing he's going to win this year. Probably. Okay, there we are. He'll probably be next year I think anyway. They'll finish the league. I think the, think the thing so? that will happen yeah, when they come but back... In 2024, it'll be, yeah. <laughs> they will finish yeah, the league still counts, and yeah. then move still on. Counts, yeah. It will still count. So, before that, I'm going to give you... I like the idea, but I'm going to give you two goals, Thanks, Ash. Man. Perry Groves. It's got to be Tyson Fury oh. with it in a heartbeat. It's got to be... thing is, with Tyson Fury being the character, it's personality, right? Yeah. So, he's got a personality. But he's changed ring walks completely. I know he battered Deontay Wilder. Like, no-one <laughs> knew he was going to run to the centre ring and start smacking him. Whoa! So, but... Being carried in on a sedan chair, singing, singing crazy, right? <laughs> and everybody just looking going, that's magnificent. And yeah, yeah. I've got, I think, I don't believe sportsmen when they say they're not nervous, you know, before any event, because you get that butterfly, everybody mm. gets the butterflies. He's the one sportsman yeah. who you can guarantee is not nervous because he actually loves doing what he's doing. He's yeah. like, that. this is what I was born for. Yeah. And then to do his American Pie as well afterwards. You think, Tyson, <laughs> you're, you, are, you are the kiddie. Far from being a fantastic boxer, just take it. I like, I like sports when you make you have a, a wry chuckle and, and like a wry It was like a, a Scorsese film, wasn't it? It was like oh. one of those slow-motion Scorsese sort of shots as, they, as he goes down into a nightclub or something and yeah. plays a very slow film over it as it's been walked. If I was going to sing American Pie when I'd just won heavyweight world champion of the world, I'd have learned. 
the words. But also as well, though, you imagine the production, like, was it MBC or whatever it was, yeah, yeah. Going, thinking he'll do one verse. And yeah, he goes, yeah, yeah. Get it all right, you cut him now. <laughs> 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 he did the chorus, and he goes into the second verse. And he had Bob Arum. Is it Bob Arum? Yeah. Trying yeah. to yeah. sing, like, an old man, not old man <laughs> yeah. dancing, old man singing, who didn't have a clue about the worms at all, did he? No, beautiful, beautiful. Perry Groves, three goals. There we are. Uh, Mark Dolan. Well, I mean, the clue's in the title, personality. So actually, maybe we should not focus on trophies and medals and points and all the rest of it, because, yeah, it's been curtailed, hasn't it? Um, and we really focus on personalities. So judges have to watch a variety of sports stars do a 40-minute after-dinner talk at a club <laughs> rugby dinner when all the, all the guests have been drinking since lunchtime. <laughs> They've been introduced by a guy that's announced a recent death and goes, here's the entertainment. <laughs> it's amazing when people go, if someone's go, shh, shh, shh. And people do go quiet, didn't they? Yes, oh, I'm so right. sorry. I'm so sorry you get shushed. Well, you do a bit. Um, or maybe they could front the spin-off show of I'm a Celebrity. That's a tough gig. You've got to have a bit of sparkle there. But I'm actually going to discard all of that. And I'm going to pitch to you that we go for lifetime, lifetime achievement. We've not had a complete season. So who has made the greatest contribution over their career? Because mm -hmm. I don't think they've got a lifetime achievement, have they? And I'm thinking a no-brainer for the inaugural lifetime achievement, Set Blatter. No. <laughs> yeah. Lovely, lovely. Um, just think how many thousands of hours on this great radio station have been taken up with discussing that man. And yes, I was no fan. As a counterintuitive choice, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch Sepp Blatter for this year. I loved it, Mark. Three goals. Great. Excellent answer. Mark Smith. Um, I'm going to go uh, similar sort of vibe to you, Ash. I'm going to Jordan Henderson. Oh, similar to Ash. Okay. Similar, yes. Yeah, okay. But the reason being that this has been in the same way Tyson Fury has had a real change in the way that he's been perceived by the public. Yes. I think Jordan Henderson's had a similar journey. Mm. I think Good answer. A few years ago, yeah. you know, we had that whole thing with Sir Alex Ferguson saying... They had some weird thing about the gate. way he ran or something. Yeah, his, no his gate. No one ever heard that before. No it's one ever heard that before. Strange gate. Gate. And, and suddenly he's, and it's not been overnight, of course it hasn't, but over the last two, three seasons, he's become someone that would probably get into any team in the league, I think. Mm. Not just because of his playing ability, but he's a real leader. And assuming that the league comes back, Liverpool obviously will win it, and he would be... I think, a Hall of Fame Premier League captain. And when they eventually did lose to Watford, he wasn't playing, he wasn't was there. he? He wasn't well, we there. He'd been out a couple of those, games. We saw a big drop-off in, in, in quality for those three or four games where a they went out of the FA Cup. <laughs> you know, he said he wasn't there against Watford. You know yeah. what it was? No one was telling Virgil van Dijk to sort himself <laughs> out. So Virgil van Dijk sorts everybody else out, but he needs to sort her out. So someone going, oh, yeah. you, you sort yourself but out. Sure? Go, Sorry, Jordan. Jordan Henderson. Exactly. Yeah, Jordan the, Henderson. It's also the same, it's the same in showbiz, where you want the second half of your career to be the glory years, not the yeah. first. You want to be David Jason, not Macaulay Culkin. Ah, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Or Lee yeah. Sharp. Yeah. Lee Sharp, why? Well, why because, Lee Sharp? OK, I know he finished it with you. It started, it started but, with us. Yeah, OK, but his career went amazing. You, you and were then doing went down. so well for points there. Oh, you were about Charlie. to get three. But then you slagged off Lee Sharp's not, not early career. Not slagging him off. Mark. You said his early career was poor, though. No, I said it went from great to worse. And he started <laughs> at your club, so that's this great. That's the great reversing. bit. Okay. Somebody kill me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you two goals. Two goals, Mark. You were ahead in for three, but wow. he then went for Torquay United's Lee Sharp. Have you, have you got money on whoever wins this game? <laughs> so, in the dying moments of the game, we move now into injury time. But each side has 60 seconds to score as many goals as possible. Losing side goes first, that's Derby County. I'm going to list a series of football moves and tricks. All you've got to do is tell me which are true and which are false. 
Well, your time is up. You'll hear this sound. <laughs> That's Ray Stubbs. Understand the question, gentlemen? I think so. OK, okay. your time starts now. Step over. True. It is true. Rabona. True. It's true. The Steve Stone. False. It is false. Pokered. False. It is false. The Cruyff Turn. True. It is true. A Hackney Marsh. False. It is false. Roulette. False. It's true. The Cash Converter. False. It is false. An Elastico. False. It's true. The Mysterio. False. It is false. Quality Street. False. It's false. A Reverse Matthews. True. It's true. The Rivolino. True. It is true. Ray's Parlour. False. It is false. Rainbow. True. It's true. The Baron. False. It is false. Traffic Island. False. It is false. Tuppany Nudger. False. It is false. Hocus Pocus. False. It's true. The Great Soprendo. False. It is false. The Double Lunge. False. It's true. Getting Tangoed. False. It is false. The Colonic. False. It is false. The Okocha. True. And that's Ray Stubbs. It is true. A superb wow. round. Limey. There. Giving us a shot. At the end of that round, you scored a massive 20 goals. Mainly you, Mark. There, we're well done. Uh, that takes you to 39. 39, Derby County. Aston Villa, you're on 22. I'm going to list a series of newly invented sports. All you have to do is tell me which are true oh. and which are false. Newly invented sports. Mm. When your time is up, you'll hear this sound. Mark Lawrenson. Are we ready? Your time starts now. Floor pong. True. It is true. Lav ball. False. It's true. Tommy knocking. False. It's false. Spud ball. False. It's true. Speed hoovering. False. True. It is false. Funny ball. True. It's true. Throwing stuff. False. false. It is false. Ring wrong. True. It is true. Belly boxing. True. It's false. Low jump. True. It's false. Duo cock. True. It's true. Twin batting. False. It's true. Tubing. False. True. It's false. Which one? <laughs> Balloonist. False. <laughs> true. It's true. Battle boats. False. It's true. Netflixing. True. It's false. A po a po. True. It's true. Corner ball. True. It is true. Extreme podcasting. False. It's true. Oh, sorry, it's false. <laughs> Dockerboosh. True. It's true. Shoeing. False. It's false. Flog. Mac. False. Lawrence. It's true. A futuristic version of golf. Aston Villa, you got 13, which takes you to 36, which means Derby County. You oh, are the winners on 39 goals. Derby. Really came back. Just keep on trucking, guys. If it looks like nothing's going to happen for you, just keep on at it. You'll get there. You'll get your just rewards. Well, lovely. To our winners, we say... What a headshot! What a head! And for the losers... You are a disgrace for missing the target from there, you want bloody shooting. My thanks to the two marks, Perry and Ash. Until next time, from myself and everyone here, it's goodbye. There it is. Derby County coming back right at the end there, Mark. Very uh, exciting, I mean, absolutely wasn't it? superb. It was touch and go, wasn't it? But I think we got there in the end. We absolutely deserved it. And by the way, terrible refereeing throughout. OK. Had it not been for that refereeing and a terrible allocation of points, yeah. it would have been a bloodbath. But whenever you've won, the referee's always like a legend, don't you think? Yeah. No, Very, actually. Uh, ungracious. <laughs> Perry, uh, Ash, sorry, 
Sorry, you lost. To be fair, mm. did we win every round? We won <laughs> every round. So basically, it means is I mean, we had a much more difficult one. That they're better at guessing. Yeah. They're better than yeah. yes or no, true or false. That's yeah. it. So yeah. we're taking positives. Actually. So we're basically saying we've won. We've won. Yeah. 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 Morally, there we, are. we won. As always, That's what a small yeah. club would say. Ending yeah. an argument. <laughs> Glory Hunters, the Glory Hunters podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again soon. Do download, uh, rate, subscribe, review, do all those things, and we'll see you again next week.